Aren't you grateful for Jordan? I am so grateful for Jordan. What a fantastic, awesome youth pastor, venue leader, teacher, and I'm excited to teach this next uh, series that Jordan just mentioned, God's Name. Uh, really excited for that. We'll be starting next Sunday, and Jordan will be joining me and teaching a couple of those messages as well. Uh, I'm just so thankful to have a co-teacher in Jordan uh, who does such a phenomenal job, uh, both with students and also here on Sunday mornings, leading the venue. If you're normally in the venue, welcome. Glad you're here in the auditorium with us today as we have this Pray 100 celebration. If you're normally, um, uh, if, or maybe not normally, if you're watching this morning at carneyfree.com, welcome to you as well. So glad that you're here also. My name is Adrian, and I'm one of the pastors here at Carney Free. And as has been noted already, today is a different kind of worship service. We are going to have a short message today, but more important other than the message today, well, we're going to have an opportunity to hear seven different stories of answered prayer that have occurred within our church body over these past 100 days of prayer together. We asked for stories of answered prayer on a couple different occasions, and we've received dozens. And we didn't have time to share the dozens uh, this morning, but we have asked seven different people if they would share uh, their stories of answer prayer. So some of them will be shared by the individuals themselves who've been praying, and others will be shared by uh, people who are reading on behalf of someone who had a really beautiful uh, experience of answer prayer over these past hundred days. We're going to continue to worship today in, in a great way, extended worship time, again, a brief message, and then an opportunity for you to reflect upon, upon how perhaps God has moved in your life. Maybe over the last hundred days, you've been praying something and you've experienced God change something in you. Or you've experienced an answer prayer personally. So it'll be an opportunity for you to use the sticky note that's affixed to your outline that you got as you came in today to write down that way that God has moved in you or answered a prayer specifically, specifically for you and then bring that to, to the stage toward the end of the service today and just give the thanks to God for, for the work the, that he's done. Let me give you a little snapshot of where we've traveled these last hundred days and a couple of things the, that God has done. We started with this little business card that we handed out to everyone a hundred days ago in which we committed ourselves on a daily basis to praying these three prayer requests. And each of us filled in the blanks in different ways depending on our particular need during the season. The first one is that we asked God that he would change our focus. And this was all of us in our citizens of another kingdom. God, will you change my focus from the kingdoms of this world, which are ubiquitous, which are overwhelming all around us, to the kingdom of God? That we would be citizens of the true and better kingdom of God. And the second will, we've been praying, Lord, would you please help me to concentrate on one? Who is one person or what is one ministry that you are wanting me to concentrate on because I'm a kingdom worker? Come on, somebody. I'm a kingdom worker, so who do you want me to concentrate on in my ministry to one person or to one area of ministry. We've been beseeching the Lord, begging the Lord, would you lead us, O oh God, to find this area of ministry with one person for 100 days. And then finally, what is a commitment prayer, one request, either that God would bring about change in my heart or in my family or in someone that I love 
one request that I've been begging of the Lord these past 100 days. Friends, I I just want to review with you the reason we launched this season of prayer is because the last couple years have been really hard. Right? They've been really hard. And so we said, we need more of God. We need more of God. And the way you pursue more of God is acknowledging your need through prayer. Prayer is the position of a beggar before the one who has bread, which we come with hands open and nothing in our hands. And we say, Father, I'm, I'm needy for you. And so we pursued a season of healing together individually and as a church, and we started with these words, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, here on earth as it is in heaven. And if you remember, way back to the first message in the series, it was this reminder that when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we are asking God, would you please bring your kingdom to my little world as it's always done in heaven? So in my neighborhood, in my family, in my brain, in my heart, in the way I think, that I would more reflect the fruit of the Spirit as I lean into you more and more. May your kingdom come in my miniature sphere of influence such that I would increasingly be like a colony of heaven, turning what is evil into what is good in this world because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and so we can move forward with the kingdom of God right where we are. So again, a little snapshot of where we've been. 286 new people got that church app that we mentioned. For 1,720 app downloads uh, so far, the only reason I mention that is because we've sent out 146,000 daily prayer notifications on your phones. These daily prayer notifications that you've opened up and you said, oh yeah, it's time to pray. It's time to settle my heart well once again and pray that God's kingdom come, his his will would be done. 146,000 of those daily prayer notifications to those 1,720 folks. We've had six podcasts on prayer from six of you with 752 listens to those. We've hosted 13 Facebook live stream teaching times from pastors and ministry leaders and lay people in our church on Facebook, all on different methods of prayer to grow our prayer life And those have been viewed some 5,600 minutes. One woman in our church, one woman in our church came to this church every Monday night and went into that prayer room and prayed over our church every Monday night. Two different groups of people would meet here on Sunday mornings, one back in the conference room and another in the prayer room, and they would pray for our Sunday morning services, that God would do something awesome in these services. And in many cases, I think God did. Uh, in, in addition, I've noticed on Sunday mornings after church service as we've noted the names of our prayer partners and noted how normal it is to ask in prayer that the most normal thing for Christians to do is to admit our need before God and ask one another for prayer. The prayer partners in the front of the service at the end of each worship service, that's been normalized as more and more of us acknowledge our need for prayer 
And best of all, we've seen a number of people commit their lives to Christ as Savior during this season of prayer. There's been many beautiful and simple answers to prayer along the way, as I've noted already, but right now I'd like you just to sit back and listen to seven of those from people in our church family. And I pray that you are as moved by them as I have been. When I was 10, something really important happened to me that changed my life. It was that year in Vacation Bible School that I learned the importance of prayer and how to pray. And I've been praying ever since that. And God has just worked a lot through all of those prayers and continues to today. He hasn't always worked quickly or even in the way I prayed that he would, but I know he was always working. About five years ago, one of our sons announced to us that he no longer believed in God the way he had been raised to believe or the way um, we believed, and that made us really, really sad. So we started to pray, and we asked lots of people to pray for him. Lots of prayers have been said for him. And at that time, I was given a a verse to personalize and pray for him. It's Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. I'm happy to say that many changes have happened in his life in the past five years. He's now attending a gospel teaching church regularly with his family. He's spontaneously praying with his children. And just recently, we were visiting and attending church with him, and I looked over and saw him singing praise songs during worship. That just really brought joy to my heart. God is at work changing his heart, and I continue to pray that God, who has begun a good work in my son, will carry it on to completion. Thank you to all of you who have prayed specifically for our son and for our family throughout the many years. He's worked mightily through your prayers. And I just want to encourage all of you to never stop loving and never stop praying because God always hears and he's always working. Thank you. friend who has someone in his life who struggles with alcohol. And this is a story he shared with me of how God has moved through prayer in these recent days. So there's one night this past fall where his friend was drunk and highly emotional. So he went to them that night 
Though he was trying to process through this with them, he felt like he wasn't doing a very good job at all helping him. At a loss of what to do next, he and his wife prayed for their friend and asked God to move in his life. The very next day, the friend they prayed for woke up and decided he needed to come to R3 ministry at the church. My friend went with them to a few and reports that the night was intense, but that Brad Brand is doing amazing things as he ministers to the people who attend. The friend ended up dumping all of his alcohol down the drain and they have attended several R3 meetings together and now have more of an open dialogue about alcohol in his friend's life. My friend believes that this was a clear, continued answer to prayer and that God moves when we come to him. Let me tell you about my friend Randy and the story he shared with us about how God changed him and his wife, Bonnie, through prayer. Randy said this, I had become very dull and barely active in my prayers over the past year or two. I knew something was missing and I was drifting slightly away from my path with the Lord. Once this series started, it really hit home with me. God brought me back to Adrian's sermons about having a prayer chair that helped me with my prayer progress greatly. This has brought my wife Bonnie and I back to a great prayer life. It's not a coincidence, it all starts with a prayer asking God into our lives. This propels us to keep going forward in strengthening our prayer time and devotion to truly keep us growing. God is changing my heart back to the one who is truly following him better. My new prayer daily is to let me die to self and allow him to live through me. A friend named Jason Sullivan shares this story. After seeing a need for the kids in Elm Creek to have a youth group, three Carney Ephri attendees and another woman from Elm Creek started a youth group on Wednesday nights at the school last March. We had around 40 kids attending at that time. In a need to find curriculum for the kids, we decided to open an FCA huddle. We were afraid some of the kids who weren't in sports would stop coming, but after praying about it, we've seen it grow and now consistently have around 55 kids. It's been unbelievable to see how God is working in our community. Let me tell you about my friend, Kurt Karjalainen. 
This is a story that he shared with us. Each of these Pray 100 days have been a great reminder of what's truly important to me. I have been screenshotting and sending the daily prayers from the church to my kids to encourage them as well. As I had reflected over the Thanksgiving holiday, one of the many things I am grateful for is our church. I appreciate the church's role in helping me get closer to my Heavenly Father. After seeing the Russian invasion of Ukraine all summer on the news, Sandy and I felt moved to help out in some way. We prayed about it and watched God answer prayer after prayer after prayer, lining up all the details for Lena and her three-year-old daughter Zlata to escape the war zone and come and live with us. But 10 days before they were to arrive, Sandy got a horrible text from Lena who was four months pregnant she and little Zlata were holed up in a bomb shelter with missiles exploding and no electricity to warm them against the winter's frigid night. 6,000 miles away, we felt hopeless. I'm sorry, we felt helpless, but not hopeless. Helpless, but not hopeless. Understanding the power of Christian prayers, we notified family members, friends, our life group, and pastors at this church to begin praying for their safety. After a long day of no communication from Lena, um, she let us know that they were indeed safe. And we ended up being able to greet them in Kansas City just 10 days later. Obviously, many challenges still await us. Things such as bringing Zlata's grandmother here in two weeks, and continuing to pray for Misha, Lena's husband's safety in Ukraine. But we know that even among missiles and bombs, prayer is the most powerful weapon that we have. Let me tell you about my friend Shakela and the story someone shared from a Sunday morning when they worshipped in the venue with her. I have heard many different joyful noises while singing in church. I have never heard a wail of repentance until October 23rd of 2022. Shakela had come to church on the Efree Transit van and was sitting across the room from me. She seemed to be affected by the message as Adrian was preaching on Jesus' love for the unlovable. The final song was Reckless Love, and she began to sob and wail during the song. At this time, one of the gals that came with Shakela comforted her, while one of our elders came alongside her on the other side. Following the service, we learned that Shakela had been running from God for a long time, but she had consistently been hearing reckless love everywhere she went. She said she was ready to be done running and wanted to accept Jesus into her life. They prayed together and she surrendered her life to Jesus' reign and rule. She continued to weep and thank Jesus for rescuing her. 
she also began to renounce her old way of life and all the things that she wanted to leave behind to follow him. Aren't those encouraging? Man, that's so good. So good. Oh, thank you to the seven individuals who shared their stories. I know it takes courage to stand up and, and give a story, to share what God has done in your life, or to have someone else stand on stage and go give a story. That does take courage to do that. And thank you, folks, for, for being willing to share a bit of your story uh, it's, it's kind of scary to do that, but friends, let's get familiar with this. Let, let's, let's as a church get more familiar with this. Let's as a church get more familiar with bragging on God. Come on. Okay, like it's a normal thing to say how God has moved in your life. It's a normal thing to say, I'm needy. I'm needy. I need God, I need prayer, I need community, I need a savior. It's a normal thing to say those things. And we, we, I mean like, we're, we're not saved at one time in the past and then we're good from there, right? Like that's not how it works. We're saved and then we're being saved. It's an ongoing thing. And then one day we will be saved completely as well, but there's this ongoing need for the work of God in our lives. And so testimony is a big, big deal. And we wanna get normal about sharing our needs and then praising God for the work that he's done. I, I'm gonna try to give a short message, but I'm kinda amped up, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna try to give a short message. Okay, uh, l- please look with me at uh, Luke chapter 11, verses one through 13. And I'm looking at the time, so it's going to be a short message, okay? Um, But you might study this passage later on your own. Turn with me to Luke 11, 1 through 13, Matthew, Mark, Luke, in the New Testament. And you can follow along on the screen or on your app as well. One day Jesus was praying. This is where we started with the Lord's Prayer, and this is where we end with the Lord's Prayer in our 100 days of prayer. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place, When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. It's so good. Disciples come to Jesus. Lord, you taught us many things, but now would you please teach us to pray? Just as John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray, and Jesus said to them, when you pray, say this, Father, holy is your name, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come here on earth. Would you give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who has sinned against us and lead us not into, into temptation. Pray that way. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at, midday, at midnight and you say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. <laughs> it's midnight. I don't stay up till midnight on New Year's Eve. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up, 
and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity to come to him and ask, because of your shameless audacity to ask, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Okay, he's teaching on prayer. So I say to you, ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, received, to you seeks, finds. To the one who knocks, the door is opened to him. Which of you fathers, he gives other examples, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead, or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion instead? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Hmm. Okay, again, very brief message here, but a key important point that you gotta take home though this morning. Prayer, as Jesus teaches it, is basically this. It's talking to God about what we're doing together. Prayer is talking to God about what you both want done in this world. Talking to God about what you are going to commit to and what you're asking him to come and help for. Yes, prayer is all of these things like adoration and thanksgiving and confession and it's listening, but the way Jesus teaches prayer here and the primary way that Jesus teaches prayer across the gospels is asking God. Asking God to come and do something according to his will, talking with him about what you both want to see done in this world. Talking to God about what you want to see changed in you. Talking to God about what you want to see changed in your little world. Now, I, I got to admit, sometimes I think of prayer like adoration and confession and thanksgiving as being really elevated prayer and asking is kind of being weak prayer. Anybody else? Okay, like that's, that idea has got in, into my mind, unfortunately, over the years. But that is not Jesus' idea. As you see right here, Jesus' idea as it relates to prayer includes much of, I'm begging you, God, to do something great in me according to your will. Make me a kingdom man. I love the way Charles Spurgeon put it, tremendous preacher, 150 years ago, probably the most effective preacher in England and all of Europe in the 19th century, he said this, asking is the rule of the kingdom whether we like it or not. Some of us don't really like that. But these are the words of Spurgeon as he reflects on the words of Jesus. Asking is the rule of the kingdom whether we like it or not. And when you think about the Lord's Prayer, just think about the number of requests in the Lord's Prayer. God, may your kingdom come to my world. May your will be done in my world. Would you change me to conform more to you, to heaven? God, would you give me this day my daily bread? What's the daily bread that you need from Jesus? Do you, do you think about that? What's the daily bread that you need from God? Think about that. For me, sometimes it's patience. I need today the daily bread of your patience. For some people, it's bread, but for others, it's like, okay, what's the daily bread of what you know God wants to give to you that you need to be his representative in the world? Would you give me today this daily bread? 
use the Lord's Prayer as a template prayer for all of life. Would you deliver me and my family from evil? That's what we're invited to pray, according to God's will. Deliver us from evil. Lead us out of temptation. Help me to forgive. And Lord Jesus, please forgive me. All of these are prayers that God delights to give to us. God gives us good things according to his will as we need them, and we get to take part in the advancement of his kingdom. I'm so grateful he doesn't make us passive recipients of it all. We get to take part in the advancement of God's kingdom as we ask and seek and knock. Mm. I, I hope you don't miss the last line of Jesus' teaching on prayer here in verse 13 of Luke 11, he says, if you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for him? How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Okay, he's just calling a spade a spade. Jesus saying, you got some evil in you. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but you do. And so do I. Right? Okay, like, evil is not what happens out there, it's what happens right here. Mostly, in terms of my concern. Okay, Jesus calling a spade a spade, you got some evil in you. It's so quiet in here. <laughs> you do. You do. Just like I do. You have warts, and you have beauty as well. And yet, into that, Jesus is saying this, even though you got some evil in you, even though there's plenty of warts on us, if your son asks you for a fish, you're not gonna give him a scorpion instead. Because you're a good mother, you're a good father. If your daughter asks you for an egg, he says, you're not gonna give him or her a snake instead, okay? Because you're a good father, you're a good mother, even though you have some evil in you. And so he's saying, even though we have evil in us and we're able to do good, how much more so our Father in heaven who has no evil in him, right? No evil in him. How much more so will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so here's, here's how I want to end our Pray 100. Are we asking for more of the Holy Spirit? Are we? I'm convinced that most Christians ask mostly according to their stomach. What is it that I want to live a more comfortable life? A better house, a better car, a bigger raise, Etc., etc. What is it the Holy Spirit wants? Ask for more of that. Holy Spirit, would you give me more courage for ministry? Would you give me more courage to love people who are hard to love? Holy Spirit, would you give me more peace through the challenges that I'm facing right now? Holy Spirit, would you give me more of your patience? Holy Spirit, would you give me more love? Holy Spirit, would you give me more joy? All of these are the fruit of the Spirit. Would you give me more of this? And your God in heaven delights to give you those things. 
according to his will. He delights to give you those kinds of things. Those are the kinds of things that we would ask for as we say, more of your spirit, oh God. And so my, my prayer really for our church as we move here into 2023 is that we would just really commit ourselves more and more to discipleship, to deep discipleship. And deep discipleship occurs through these prayer and Bible and going. Prayer and Bible and mission. Prayer and Bible and mission. And so maybe you have a prayer that you've been stewing for 100 days and God hasn't yet answered that. Me too. I have one of those too. I have one prayer that I feel like God really answered very specifically and I have another one that I don't feel like he's yet answered. So I'm, I'm willing to do another 100 days. <laughs> okay? You keep on asking, you keep on seeking, you keep on knocking. And then added to that, as we maintain this posture of prayer that we've developed over the last hundred days, I want to encourage you out in the lobby today, you can pick up one of two different Bible reading plans. One is Old Testament in a year. Maybe you've never read through the Old Testament, and this would be the year that you say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to read through the Old Testament. The other one is New Testament in a year. You can read through the entire New Testament one chapter per day and get through the whole New Testament easily in under a year. And we just get in this habit of daily intake of the Bible and with it, daily intake of prayer, asking the Lord from his word. And if you haven't been saturating the Bible much, I just encourage you to get this New Testament reading plan and immerse yourself in it one chapter per day. It doesn't take you more than seven or eight minutes. Add to that seven, eight minutes of prayer, 15 minutes per day given to God each day and see what he does in 2023. Bible and mission and prayer. Bible and mission and prayer. And together, we seek first. I'll close the way we started. We seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And all the rest will be given to us as well. We seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and he'll take care of the rest. He'll transform our wants so they're more aligned with his wants and we'll see him do things in us just like he has over these past hundred days.